Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, no interview today. Getting back to some of those monologue episodes. And completely off topic here, but I just have this negative connotation with the word itself, monologue. Like in my head, it's supposed to be something that's really boring. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Anyway, in today's episode, we're tackling the complex realities of ADHD management and how there's so much that goes into just managing our ADHD. We have to forget about finding a silver bullet. It's about piecing together a puzzle of habits, routines, and strategies that are going to work for us. We'll be exploring this mosaic of strategies that can help us navigate our days more effectively and then see how we can work in building our own personalized way to help us manage our ADHD. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash 165. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last eight years, I've been drinking AG1 every day. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel ready to take on the day. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. With ADHD, it can be hard to keep up with the habits that support my day, but we can always play with what works. I recently changed things around with getting my AG1 ready in the morning by putting my water mixing bottle in the fridge after getting my last one out so that I'd always have one ready to go. It's a way that I'm taking care of my future self, and it makes this habit even easier. And I love with AG1 that I know I'm getting essential brain, gut, and immune health support with vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods. I know I'm covering my nutritional bases right from the start of day, which is important because I know I'm not always going to hit those targets. Basically, it's my nutritional insurance. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership over your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com ADHD. That's drinkag1.com ADHD. Check it out. All right. Keep on listening to find out how our ADHD strategies work together to help us get stuff done. One of the trickiest parts of ADHD management is that it isn't just one thing. That is, there's no one thing I can do that's going to solve all of my ADHD woes. This often comes in contrast to the way that I want to treat my ADHD, because we are often looking for that one thing that is going to make it happen. The thing that is going to make it seem like, hey, this ADHD thing isn't so bad. The thing where everything falls into place and we've done it. We're on our way to glory. The one system that's going to tie up all my loose ends, and for lack of a better term, make me function like a neurotypical. This is also a point I've hit on before. Being neurotypical isn't the goal here. There is no amount of hacking our ADHD that is going to make someone neurotypical, and even if we did manage to cure our ADHD, we'd still have problems. Sure, ADHD magnifies our problems, but nonetheless, we'd still have problems without said ADHD. Unsurprisingly, I've got a little bit off track here, because while these things are relevant, they aren't strictly what I'm looking to talk about which is how success with our ADHD isn't about a singular winning factor. When we're trying to solve our ADHD issues in one fell swoop, we're failing to see the bigger picture. A big part of this is because we don't just have one singular issue that we're dealing with, nor do our symptoms only hit a singular part of our lives. Just take my poor working memory as an example. It's not just that I forget things like where I put my keys. It also means that I forget things that are on my calendar. It means that I might forget that I put a load of laundry in this morning. 
or that I was supposed to swing by the grocery store on my way home from work, or that I needed to take my ADHD meds in the morning. Unfortunately, there's no system that's going to work to help with all of those different factors. Sure, reminders are going to play a large role in helping me follow through with all my various intentions. But reminders can only do so much, and there's a big difference between reminding me that I need to change over the laundry versus making sure that I know what's on my calendar for the day, or also making sure that I'm at those appointments. Additionally, I'm not going to need a reminder that I don't know where my keys are. I need a routine place to put them once I get home. All this to say that even in one aspect of my ADHD, it isn't so simple as to just find a solution that's going to solve all of my problems. I don't say this to try and demoralize you from treating your ADHD. In fact, I believe in many ways that this is a good thing for us. For one, it means that we don't have to try and solve all our problems at once. We don't have to find that one system that's going to fix everything because it doesn't exist, and that means that we can just find the bits and pieces that work for us and cobble them together into something that does. And that's a lot what this show is about, adding tools that help us manage our ADHD one step at a time. Because at the end of the day, despite everything that we do for our ADHD, we're still going to have ADHD. We're still going to be at the mercy of our symptoms regardless of how many hacks we add to our systems. But that's okay. And even if it isn't okay, it's life. And it's important that when we're working on our ADHD management, that we're trying to stay in the realm of reality. Of course, there are also going to be factors in our ADHD management that are outsized compared to everything else. Sure, it's great that I got a little basket that I've trained myself to drop my keys in every time I come in the door. But on the grand scale of my ADHD, that's just a small piece of the picture. The conception of this episode came about as I was thinking about how my habits and routines shape my ability to work with my ADHD. It also brought me back to a question that I've heard a number of times, which is about what are the best things that I can do to help with my ADHD management? And of course, that question is what this episode is all about, and about how that is the wrong question to be asking, because there is no one thing that makes my ADHD all better. It's a confluence of things that make it so that I can get at my day to the best of my ability. With that said, there are pieces of that confluence that play a bigger role than others. For example, sleep is one of the biggest factors in my ability to function. I was recently reminded of that fact when I had kids up in the middle of the night and I was unable to get back to bed myself. And for the rest of that day, I was basically wrecked. I didn't get anything done. But of course, sleep is a somewhat funny example here because sleep is also one of those things that you're not going to be able to fix by just doing one thing. Although, again, there are going to be factors that are going to have a bigger impact than others. For me, it had to be creating a bedtime routine that got me into bed at a reasonable time so I was giving myself that opportunity to get the amount of sleep that I needed. But as I've been saying over and over in this episode, ADHD management isn't just one thing. Even if I get the best sleep I've ever had and get my sleep debt down to zero, it doesn't mean that I'm going to have a productive day. Sure, it puts me on the right path, and when I don't get enough, it makes everything else harder. But by itself, it isn't going to solve everything. This is where something like planning comes in, because if I'm not planning or I don't have any tasks that I feel like need to get done, it can be hard for me to follow through with, well, I guess if I'm not planning, I didn't have any real intentions for that day, but you get my drift. To follow through with intentions, I need to be clear about what those intentions are. While it isn't hard for me to fly by the seat of my pants, it's also really easy for me to jump in on a new project and then halfway through get reminded, oh, I should be working on something else because that's actually due at the end of the week. I mean, this is how I get to the end of the week, month, or even year and go, well, what did I do that was even important? I just went from one emergency to the next. While prioritizing isn't always easy, it's a vital skill to build. But as we all know, getting things done is also more than just putting something on our calendars. We also have to have the motivation and energy to work on something when it's time to do it. 
And I think this factor can be one of the most confounding ones when we first start trying to manage our time better. We put something on our calendar, and we have every intention of doing that thing at that time. And yet, that time rolls around, and we get the reminder of what we're supposed to be doing, but can't seem to draw on the necessary resources to make it happen. Again, this is going to be a number of factors. As I mentioned earlier, sleep is going to be one of those things that determines if I'm going to have the energy to follow through. But there are also many things that could be affecting me here. Did I eat enough today? How much other stuff have I done? Am I emotionally regulated? Are there other distractions in my life that are pulling my attention? Is this task god-awful boring? All of those things are going to affect how well I am able to follow through on what I plan to do. And there are things on that list that I don't have direct control over. While I like to think I'm a fairly level-headed person, I know it's also not hard for my emotions to get hijacked. Maybe I had an argument with my spouse that morning, or maybe it was just that my favorite sports team lost in a spectacular fashion the night before. That's going to make it harder to stay on task. And I guess that's also the other side of the coin here. We are going to have confluence of factors that are going to be distracting us throughout the day. It isn't always going to be one thing that knocks me from my intentions. So it becomes about mitigating the factors that are distracting me and trying to maximize the things that are helping me focus. And knowing that it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. Because, as I said, it's about minimizing those things that are distracting me, not eliminating them. Because there are always going to be things that come up. Life is unpredictable. And then, on the other side, is about doing the things that are going to help us function our best in that day. I don't have to do everything on my laundry list of items that are helpful for me focusing. And nor should I especially because our tools aren't always going to work the way we want them to. We need to have a variety of strategies that we can pull on because we're always facing new challenges, and not every strategy is going to be right for the situation. But what's the takeaway here? Just that having ADHD is hard and can really suck some days? Well, yes, but also I feel like it's important that we're keeping in mind everything that goes into our ADHD management and that we build up an understanding that it is going to take a lot of different strategies to keep on top of everything. We're also not going to be on top of everything all the time. No one is. That's okay. The point here is that we want to be able to embrace those small changes that we make in our lives because they make up the bigger whole of what it takes to manage our ADHD. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One. Embrace small changes and focus on incremental improvements in your daily routines that can collectively impact managing our ADHD. We don't need that silver bullet that's going to fix everything. Two, just because our ADHD management is going to rely on a lot of different strategies, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a plan of action. It's still important for us to be focusing on those strategies that are going to be giving us our biggest bang for our buck, like getting better sleep. Three, adaptability is key. It's important to understand that not every strategy will work all of the time, and we need to be open to adjusting our approach as needed. We're not always in control of everything that's going on in our day, and we have to work around that as best we can. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. Feel free to connect with me over at hackingyouradhd.com contact. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can go to the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com 148. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do so is to tell somebody about the show, especially if you think they'd like a particular episode. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send it over to them. Go, hey friend, this episode was dope. I'm sure you'd love it too. Or, you know, something that's much cooler and not so lame. Anyways, please share the show with everyone that you think would enjoy it. Or you can consider supporting me on Patreon. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon to find out more. And now for your moment of dad. How does a train avoid detection? 
covers its tracks. 